Welcome to Cyber Synapse, the podcast that's creating connections through cyberspace with conversations that are candid and are about human behaviour and technology. Brought to you by Kath Nibs. Welcome to Cyber Synapse. This week, I'm joined by Ben Cote. He's the Director of Brand and Community at Neurohacker Collective. And that's basically where we dive straight in. Um, so there's hardly any introduction this week. We just get going. And there is a conversation about nootropics, what they actually are, uh, what qualia is. And um, we spend quite quite an amount of time taking a real deep dive into what this is, how it works, where the research came from, what it actually can help you do. Um, it's it's a fantastic conversation, um, and I really really had a lot of fun with Ben. Um, apart from the fact that I absolutely messed up the introduction, so you'll find that we just go straight into the conversation this week. Um, and it was yeah, it was late at night. So for those of you watching, I kind of apologise for the the quality of video at my end. But at the end of the day, it's more about the audio and the conversation anyway. Um, yeah, where are we at now? Um, so this will be the end of February, March, uh, when this one comes out. So, you know, we're already ploughing through the year um, and I will be probably giving some feedback on uh, my time with Eternus, which I've been taking now and um, kind of the benefits that I've noticed and where I'm finding, uh, you know, how that's improving um, my sleep. Um, so I'm, I'm quite excited to uh, also be part of um, what will be um, the new product that they're going to bring out as well. Um, and this is about, you know, how you can assist yourself. So I'm not going to use the word hacking here. I'm just going to go with this is this isn't about, you know, cybernetic um, hacks to create a better brain. This is about using your body and what's actually there. And I would recommend to people that they really do get their house in order get get and try qualia and you know get on with eternus as well um that's it for this week um this this month and i shall see you soon welcome to cyber synapse this week i'm joined by ben cote and you are the uh, director of branding community for neurohacker collective yes what does that actually mean i'm gonna ask um you. i'm gonna sure. ask you, actually Absolutely. So community is uh, all things social networking, events, emails, I, I just engage and connect with our community, like wherever, wherever and however they exist. A lot of it's online through our social media, through our email, um, but we definitely do some events and meetups and things like that. And that's something we're gearing more towards up. Brand is just kind of the outward expression of everything we are um, in the world to everyone outside of the office. So it's kind of the internal version of that is the company culture, the external version of that is the company brand. So what we believe in, how we communicate that ethos to the world. Okay. So brand and community. I'm really interested in how people come up with these concepts in terms of brand and community. It's it's kind yeah, of people. Yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 very much the the life of a, a startup company, which I adore and has its own challenges as well. So I love the challenge of working with small teams of people to take on big problems and and do big things with very little resources. I love the um, requirement that it puts you into this box of being resourceful and and has you have to have ingenuity to figure these things out because you're you don't have all the money in the world. You don't have all the backing in the world and you're trying to do these things. So that's the, the thing I love about startups. There's just, there's something new every time. The The downside of that is there's just always more work than you'd ever be able to get done. And it's, it's, you have to challenge yourself to 
maintain, find and maintain healthy balances between getting all the work you want to get done and, and living your life and being healthy in the process. Okay, so that was going to be, immediately I was drawn to, okay, being a therapist, I go, okay, how do you manage your stress and how do you manage your work-life balance? So, yeah. um, so what I'm going to be doing is, is kind of introducing you as um, uh, somebody from Neurohacker Collective, uh, and we were just doing uh, a quick conversation about what that would actually mean in terms of what it is we're going to communicate to the audience. So the question I would have is, um, Neurohacker Collective is um, not only uh, is it a brand in terms of being able to go across to the internet for somebody to Google and what you'll find is there's lots of products so we'll come on to that um, shortly but you you have this phrase neurohacking so lots of people have heard me so far talking about biohacking apparently I'm boring people to death with this new word and this way of kind of saying well actually it's about optimal performance for me. It's about flow. It's about getting my diet sorted. Um, and it's really moving with functional health. But what is neurohacking? What would, what would you say it is? Sure. So it's, it's definitely, it's very similar and it's, and it's within that same domain. And, and as you've probably no doubt encountered and have talked about as you talk about biohacking so much, there's so many different things that fit under that umbrella and very much the same thing with neurohacking given so much as, all parts of our body are connected and we're also connected to one another in this world and to our environment and things like that. Everything affects, uh, inter affects and affects one, uh, everything mm -hmm. else. So it's all connected with neurohacking. We're very much in that same realm of biohacking where you're taking um, ownership and responsibility for your own body and for your health, where we kind of tweak on that and differ from that is we believe much of that starts with your brain and your thinking and your thought patterns and how you, um, make decisions and all the stress and things in your life and all that stuff. And starting from your head and from your mind and having those ideas and, and those thoughts and how that translates into the rest of your world, into your health, into your diet, into your well-being, all those kind of things. But starting with how you take in information from the world, how you make sense of it and how you turn that into taking action based on uh, processing that data and how you exchange and roll that into your life for how you want to improve and make your life better. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking in terms of, um, so I'm thinking the caliber of people who are currently listening to my podcast are, you know, pa um, parents, teachers, um, people who work in e-safety, pretty much anybody who's involved in technology, because I seem to kind of um, talk to them a lot. Yep. But when I'm not really talking to many that have the, the level of neuroscience that I kind of want to talk to you about and go in, go in. Okay. Um, so I think, could we possibly simplify it a little bit in terms of so information that's coming in. So I've been teaching today, actually, we're body first, brain second. But I don't mean that in order. What I was meaning was senses come in, information goes up, and um, I'm very much into the polyvagal theory. Mm -hmm. So 80% of the information that goes up is afferent. We make sense of it, and we react as a body being, and that includes what's happening in the brain. So yeah. if, we were to, if we were to kind of simplify this, I'm thinking you've got your your five senses, so that would be some of the information that's coming in. But then there's also the way that we maybe are biased in terms of kind of cognitive thinking. Um, so how did how did you veer down the the direction of coming up with a product? So this is where kind of the nootropics come from. Coming up with yep. a product that sits alongside those cognitive processes and. Yeah, so the, the genesis for this was the two of the founders of the company, James and Daniel Schmachtenberger, they're two brothers, brilliant, brilliant people. 
um, came at this problem uh, through a desire and a search for kind of healing their own health and well-being. And they were both had different health issues, um, but seeing um, what they were going through and how much of the world is also just in this realm of way too much coming in as far as input and information and things like that. We're all way too busy. We're all overworked. We're all underslept. Our diets are generally not that great for a lot of people. And you combine all these things together and you have this general sense of just busy and overwhelmed that makes it very hard for you to even just process the information that comes in your world, let alone, mm-hmm. um, uh, take it in appropriately, make good decisions for it and for yourself, and then go out and, and act in the world based on those good decisions. So what we saw was people turning to off-label white or white-label drug solutions or just drinking, you know, five, 10 cups of coffee just to make it through the morning or through the day type of stuff. So there are these Band-Aid solutions or pharmaceutical solutions that provide in the short term the energy and the focus that we're cognitively putting on ourselves for that demand to get done, but then come with all these horrible side effects that you hear about. Well, you may not hear about them on commercials in America. We have these terrible (laughs) commercials on TV that, you know, they tell you 20 seconds of what the product does followed by 90 seconds of all the terrible side effects of how you're going to die from using this product. Yeah. Type of thing. So all of these stimulants and things that are people are taking are providing them potentially with some short-term benefits or, you know, cause they, they work, they want them, they want that focus. They want, they may be able to get up and have that drive through the day, but it leaves them uh, dependent or downregulated or lacking empathy or creativity because some of these drugs just rob you of that. So the people that are looking to get done all that they're looking to do during the, during the day versus whether that's just a, busy mom or a dad who have kids and just have jobs and have to get that done versus a, you know, high level CEO or something like that. Everyone's just busy and wanting this boost or this edge to kind of get through. And many people in the biohacking world and neurohacking world are starting to gain hold of their sovereignty and their uh, command over their cognitive functions because they're realizing how important sleep is and how important diet is, how important exercise is and things like that. And they're starting to get these benefits and now turning to nootropics as another tool in this tool set to give them uh, the access to the parts of their body and their brain that they're looking for to be able to cognitively form, to perform at their jobs and in their lives as they're so demanded to do. So we're just the world is taking off and technology is phenomenal and wonderful. I love technology. I've worked in technology startups for decades now and I adore it, but it doesn't, the, it makes us busier in some senses because it gives us all this access to tools to do more and we can do more with it, but we never take that time to slow down and work less because we can now do more with these tools. We just move the goalposts on what the next more thing that we want to do. And we have all these tools and phones and apps and gadgets and all these things are phenomenal, but they don't cut to the heart of why are we so busy all the time and, and, we're, and to the biology of we haven't really evolved that much in the last you know, 20, 25 years that technology has, or especially in the last 150 years or whatever, to keep up with the cognitive demands that we ask our bodies to do. And you combine that with, again, the things I said, undersleeping, which is a killer, eating a terrible diet and not exercising, you have all these pieces in place for just feeling terrible. And the short answer to all this is, people who are sick, who aren't feeling well, who are feeling all the stress and being busy and all this stuff, make poor decisions for themselves because you just don't have the cognitive bandwidth to make good decisions for yourself when you're, when you're overslept and or underslept and overstressed and all that stuff. So we saw 
there's a ton of big problems and challenges in this world that we want people and need people to solve. And the way to get there to move the needle massively is to create a wave of healthier, happier people that can make better decisions for themselves, for their families. And then that just trickles out into their communities, into their businesses. And this is how we can actually start to tackle the big problems that are facing our world today. Um, yes. And everything that you've said there, I was thinking, yep, we're, we're a society that rewards busy. Um, mm -hmm. we, we kind of punish, we punish the settling down and being quiet and rest. And so, so again, I'm going to go with the, the phrases yep. of the polyvagal theory. We need to be in that downtime so that we can rest and digest and process what's going on in the body and do the reparation. And um, yep. I'm just thinking about so a lot of um a lot of my work is actually with children and when when i work with children i'm always working with the parents as well but in in terms of the adults that come into my practice they're looking for these quick fixes they're looking for you know well, where, where's the magic pill calf um the adolescents want the the drug that's going to help them achieve more um university or college and what what i'm what i'm starting to notice is um and I'm not going to blame this on technology. I am noticing that there is a different attention span of people. So this isn't just related to children using technology, which, you know, sure. try and goad me into the argument of. Um, but sure. it, it, it's about the way that we're paying attention seems to be um, slight, slightly meta because it's, it's bigger and broader. But at the same time, I'm noticing that it's 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 less coherent. People are not spending the time on a product or a, a, a problem or something that they need to go from A to Z. They're kind of mm -hmm. going AD, you know, all the way through. And that was kind of towards the ADD thing there. That's <laughs> how I kind of taught the AD. And then they're through to another version of the, the alphabet taking bunny hops. So when, when you were kind of thinking about the, the nootropics, which I'm, I'm loath to use that phrase smart drugs because sure. I know that's the one that you get look kind of um, that's the myth that sits at the side of it, isn't it? It's a drug that makes you smart. Right. What, what I was thinking was how did, how did you come to this in terms of, and this is going to be a question that's loaded with such a personal bias here. How did you get to that when adolescents don't fully mature in terms of brain development till about 25? So who, who kind of were you looking at? Yeah. So the, yeah. So James, uh, one of the brothers who was kind of going through this, he at a very young age, um, went through a, some programs at a psychology alternative psychology college and loved it, ended up purchasing and running the college at a very young age and realizing he was just took on too much and was burning himself out. So he just had full adrenal fatigue, was just wiped out, you know, couldn't remember names, couldn't remember his short term memory was flooded, went on his own uh, path towards um, healing himself and, and looking for options and came across a doctor in Mexico that was doing some different NAD drips and things like that. And through that restorative process found that not only did his performance come back, but it, it, it went to a, high le a level higher than he was before. So he knew like this was possible, like given the right inputs into our system, if we could support the system in the right ways, which is key to our design and approach to our products. We don't want to hijack or override any one part of your system to produce these effects. Like you can, that's easy to do and pharmaceutical companies do this all the time and other companies, it's easy to have a single ingredient that tweaks part of your system and you get a short-term benefit, but mm -hmm. it completely throws your system out of whack, which is how you get to the downregulation and dependencies and all the negative side effects. So our process and our design was, we knew this 
they knew this was possible given the right design and if we could understand the complex system which is the body and understand how it processes and how it naturally regulates these type of cognitive performances functions for nootropics specifically how do we support that system to better regulate itself and to not just hijack or override it, but to increase the capacity of the system and increase the resilience of the system? So we don't want to just throw drugs at kids that help them sit still so they can learn and things like that. We, we want to support the body and how it naturally regulates and support it with what it needs through good, high-quality ingredients that support the natural processes and how it does. So it's your system doing the work. It's not, the, it's not a drug. It's not a smart drug. It's not a shortcut to an unhealthy lifestyle. This is kind of one of the things we see often when people don't do research and they just come across the product and they're looking for that quick fix or looking for that shortcut and they buy it and they, they don't change anything about their diet. They have a terrible lifestyle. They pop a cup of pills and it just doesn't work for them, you know, because they, most likely the two reasons they don't read the instructions and they're, and they're coming at it with this horrible deficit. And this is, again, it's not a miracle pill for an unhealthy lifestyle. It really is an optimization for a healthy one. So if you're not getting good sleep, this product's not going to work for you. If you're not if you're not eating well and moving your body, it's going to work, but not as well type of thing. So my wife, when she first tried this product, she's an ER nurse and she was working the night shift. And she had just switched over to days when I first started with this company as well. So her sleep schedule was just all over the place. She was not getting good sleep. You know, she was just in and out of it. She had first tried Qualia during that time and her sleep was just, she was hardly getting any. And she was kind of working two jobs and it was just going all over the place. And she felt nothing. Got zero out of it and thought I was talking crazy because I was telling her about, you know, this new company and how amazing this product was. I told her to stop working, stop taking it, take some time to rest and relax and get your sleep dialed into your new schedule. So she took a couple weeks off, got her sleep, new sleep routine dialed in to where she was getting good sleep, tried it again. And she was like, Oh my God, this stuff is amazing. Like it was just night and day difference of experiencing absolutely nothing from it and then getting the benefits when your system is in check. So it's very much, yeah, it's, it's not a smart drug. It's not going to make you smarter. It's not going to unlock all these access to hidden parts of your brain. You didn't know you had, but it definitely can work for you if you are if you are working with your body and doing your system. But getting mm-hmm. good sleep is 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 crucial. The better you treat yourself uh, the, with your food and your diet and your exercise and stuff, the more benefits you're going to get f- from something like this. But we wanted to really focus on providing the system with what it needed so it could regulate those cognitive performance and functions. And one of the really nice things about and really cool things about the design and and how our product works is. It works immediately the first time you take it. So it's, we knew we couldn't develop something that would have to take weeks or months to you know build up or use. Like people want that cup of coffee, they need to feel it right now. So we had to do that. The other thing we really wanted to build into the system was uh, leaving, increasing the capacity of the system and leaving it healthier and more resilient even long-term, even after you stop taking the product. So while it's working immediately every single time you take it, it's also working to build up long-term support in your system. And I've fully experienced this personally. It's just, it's a phenomenal thing. Um, yes, I can give, I can give personal experience of, um, at the health optimization summit, I think because uh, it was just very difficult in terms of being the volunteer and running around and, and having to do some of the things I was doing. Um, I think I came and tried the product and, and I remember actually I was taking just one tablet and he said, no, it's a full dose in the bag. And I was like, seven tablets, seven tablets. That's an enormous amount. Not because obviously I'd not read sure. the instructions at that point. Um, 
but the one that you handed out at the the health optimization summit was the version that has caffeine in it and i happen to be caffeine intolerant so i had a, a really good experience on the first one um i stayed up way too late um sure what, what i've ended up doing is using the the caffeine free version and i've noticed uh so I'm, I'm doing a phd at the moment and i've noticed the days that i want to go and sit and think and kind of really get into that place of um and i'm going to use the cotler and jamie wheel term now flow sure. when i want to get into that 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 moment and that space i find that you're right actually it it has to be the day before that leads up to how it affects you on the day that you take it yes yeah. and yeah again so much of our health is everything is connected and and we're we know this cerebrally content you know a little bit in our brains but so it's, it's one of those things that we don't really live by or don't believe, you know, type of thing where we can easily um, put off sleep for a night and then realize and fail to make the connection the next day of why do I feel like shit or why do I feel so tired? Yeah. You know, why do I, why am I performing? You know, it's, it's, it's these trade-offs and things, but yeah, giving your body the rest it needs, um, which you hinted at earlier, we just, one of the phenomenal things about technology is so much is available and at our fingertips at a moment's notice. And the downside of that is we've now almost completely, especially where I live in Southern California, fail to live by any seasons whatsoever. Like our, our weather is fairly mild most of the year, you know, we have sun and things like that, but there's no snow or anything, uh, at least by me or by us that requires us to slow down and recognize that we the body needs periods of downtime and your brain needs periods of relaxation and not so much stimulation and all these things like we need to i i'm that's one of the things i'm really working on myself on is identifying and trying to live more by those seasons of the year of life and, and things like that and figuring out not just pushing myself to 100 every day all day you know all year yeah, I do find um, with my, so a lot of my clients come in and, and um, obviously being a trauma therapist, they are traumatized. So they will come in and kind of the, the whole therapeutic plan that I have with um, clients is to bring them in to kind of get them into a state where we can kind of uh, like an elastic band. I talk to them and I go, so what's going to happen is, is you're completely stretched at the moment. What we need to do is go back a little bit, but not too much because you'll probably collapse. But then we need to go back, but not take you to the length at which you're stretched at the moment. And we need to do this kind of forwards and backwards movement, get you into a space where you're now regulating yourself and, you know, upregulating when you need to, downregulating when you need to, changing their sleep habits. Um, so with adolescents, straight away, I get them on the technology and I go, download this app. I want you to track your sleep. We're going to look at that next week and yep. we're going to see what it is that's happening for you and how, you know, how you're actually think you're sleeping and how it's actually happening, yep. um, which is usually enlightening for them. Um, but what I'm, what I've noticed is I use technology in terms of um, biofeedback and I use a lot of the heart math stuff. And mm -hmm. in this country, we've got a company called Complete Coherence. So I'm able to kind of work with them in terms of uh, their biology get them to track it outside of the therapy room in terms of slowing them down and, and getting them really kind of honed in on exactly what's happening. Um, but what I do find is that when they are then in that space, they would then be a prime candidate for going through and saying, okay, this is how you can now move into the world of, you know, taking your health to that next limit. This would be an ideal time for yep. um, 
no topics. So I was talking, you, know, you just seem to put things together all of the time, Kath, you know, one concept to another. Um, and I said, well, I use the term fizzbuzz. I get a fizzbuzz and it's like, oh, that connects to that and that connects to that and that connects to that. And, and he said, how do you do that? And I said, well, you know, I do this, this, this and this and I take a nootropic. What's a nootropic? Do you think it would help me? And I said, no, not at the moment because you drink, you don't sleep very well. You know, yep. there's all of these negative um, uh, factors in your life. Yep. So um, where was I going with that? Yes, it was how do, how do or how would you help in terms of guiding people towards the nootropics in terms of, so I talk in um, Dan Siegel's terms here, an integrated coherent brain which is where we need to be before we start trying to enhance it. Yep. I think that's, that's where each person would need to be. So how would you, how would you guide somebody into using nootropics? Because anybody could rock up to your website and go, Oh, I like the look of that one. Um, you know, Eternus says you're going to um, ha have your health, you know, you're going to live forever. That's what it almost <laughs> emphasizes, isn't it? Oh, eternal. Sure. Um, what, what kind of guidance do you offer people? And I, I am asking you this purposefully because I've seen loads of, I don't know what to call it. Probably bickering. That's the word we would use in uh, the United Kingdom in terms of um, so you didn't tell me seven, seven was too much. I found that it made me, you know, have, have palpitations and so on. And somebody else would say something like, well, didn't you read the box? And yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a constant challenge between uh, explaining and, and giving to our community the amount of research we do and making it something that is palatable and and chunked enough that they can bite take bites off of it because we just we publish hundreds and hundreds of pages on the research and the design of our products and we go super super deep into the science which I love but it's 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 over my head for a large portion of it and it's over you know majority of the people's heads and where mm -hmm. I try where I try to weave that balance is taking the research and the information from our doctors and our scientists and our neuroscientists, all that stuff, and then the research we do in the world and combining that and making it something that they can understand in a bite-sized way and then also put into practice in their life to get something out of it. Because there's very much a experiential learning version of this that you just can't tell people. Like you, you can sell it all day long. One of the challenges of our product, especially when I'm at trade shows, like the one I met you at, I love, I just love meeting people and talking about our products and, and sharing our, my story and my experiences with it. And it's great. And my eyes light up and I can see their eyes light up. But as I continue, if I go too far and as I continue talking about it and, and continue telling them how great it is, I can see that I lose them at some point. Their eyes just kind of glaze over and they just stop believing me and I just, I need to stop talking. Um, and it's not because our product is, you know, the greatest thing in the world. It is, and it's phenomenal and it does a lot, but it's, it's, it's just too much information for people to take in. So on our website, if you, or you guys are interested, anyone can go get this for free, neurohacker.com slash guide. We have a foundational guide to neurohacking and it almost hardly talks about our product or nootropics at all. The first version didn't even have our product in there. And it just talks about all these different areas of your life um, and how they connect and interrelate to one another and things you can do to optimize them. And it just kind of gives you a real foundational level of um, your environment, your relationships, your, your food, your, your exercise, like all these parts of your body. And it kind of just breaks these things down in a very simple way to give them an access and a foothold. And one of the things I love about biohacking and neurohacking in general is 
once people get a foothold or a toehold into something, into some area of their life where they get and see and experience the benefits of it, their eyes open big and their, their world opens up to what else is possible. So whether this starts with your diet or whether this starts with exercise or getting a handle on your sleep, um, doing something to where you can personally experience like, oh, I feel amazing because I got good sleep last night or I feel amazing because I'm starting to work out more and I'm feeling great because my diet's in check. And this just kind of opens up like, oh, I took responsibility and control over this part of my life. I saw benefits. I saw these things. What else can I do now? And that then trickles into, you know, everything and all these things that are possible. Red light therapies, you know, neurofeedback, nootropics, like going keto diet, like whatever the diet or the exercise plan is, uh, there's no right or wrong thing for every, you know, for everyone. Like, but I encourage everyone to experiment and find something that you're interested in or passionate in and start with that. Don't feel like, or try to take on everything at once, especially if you're, you know, your life's in chaos and things like that. Start small, grab one chunk of your life and work on it and, and develop good habits and healthy habits and experience that for yourself where you can say, I made this change and had positive results. Now I can take that lesson and take that learning and, and have that experience and feel good about myself and take that to other parts of your world. And you really start to build on that virtuous cycle kind of going up. And I, I see this all the time, especially at trade shows, um, like the one we went to or trade shows, there's all these different technologies and all different diets and plans and whatever. But you see this thing worked for some person and then that opened up their world to all this stuff. And I hear that all the time. They come into this trade show of like, Oh, I yeah. tried this one thing. And now I'm just, they just go down the rabbit hole and they're just like, they're, they're so far deep into yeah. paleo and biohacking and neuro. And it's like, it's just exciting for them. And it's, it's exciting because it's cool new technology and stuff, but it's really exciting because you're given ownership of your life back of your health back of your well being, and you just start to feel not tired and you start to feel like you can take on the problems of the world and the problems of, you know, your family and the things that are on your plate. You're not in this state of overwhelm and, and just dread, but you have power and control and, and it's just, it's an amazing thing. So I, I encourage people to, you just don't, you don't have to start with nootropics. You don't have to start with anything. Just find something to start with. That's an area of your life that you want to improve and, gain that foothold of this is possible. And if this is possible here, it's possible here and it's possible there. And and just get that one thing under your belt and then go nuts and keep going and see what else you can do. Yeah. You, you, you're echoing the kind of, uh, towards the end of the interview I did last time, which was with um, Sean Wells from Zone Halo. And whilst I actually thought we were going to talk, this is why I don't have questions set out sure. anymore because it just doesn't work. I'd gone to, I'd gone to interview him and thought, right, we're going to talk about kind of the, the supplements he talks about. No, we talked about human to human connection. And one of the things we kind of got into towards the end was um, one of the neuroscientists that um, I follow and I use a lot of his techniques with my clients is Rick Hansen. So I talk about the just one thing method, you know, mm -hmm. go and find just one thing, go and write about one thing, be grateful for just one thing. And it, it kind of increases this, um, the agency and autonomy that you have. Yep. Um, and I think the bit, the bit for me that often gets missed out of this, this kind of sector and sphere, and I, I've only heard it really on um, uh, Collective Insights is kind of this, where, where a lot of the podcasts have talked about the human connection. So I think I was catching up on a few episodes the other week and I think I was listening to the Imago, um, mm -hmm. the Imago one 
Now, I don't actually, I don't do couple stuff. Um, I just think that they row too much. So I don't, I don't want bickering in my office. So I tend to work with um, children. But what I have noticed is the emotional side of being a human being, well, basically the humanness of being a human is the obstacle, you know, mm -hmm. that, that causes a lot of the problems. So yep. I'm just thinking here in terms of, and I don't want to go down the route of uh, the neurotransmitters and us being dopamine hits because that seems to be all over the internet in terms of, you know, this is why this is happening. We're much more complicated than that. And I'm, I'm just really curious about how, how this um, nootropic or other products might actually help people in their ability to connect with another human being. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm, yeah. if, you want to take, if you want to take that bit away. Yeah, so one of the big design considerations that we wanted to tackle with Qualia was not to not only to just improve focus and drive and things like that. We really wanted to improve and enhance people's empathy with one another. And one of the greatest things, like one of the best things I love about my job is when I get to travel and or when I get to hear people's stories and experiences with our product. And it's often phenomenal when I get to travel and do it face to face at trade shows. One of the very, very cool things that happens at trade shows that I don't get to hear so much and when people share their experiences online is I get to talk to and hear from their significant others. We're usually standing like right next to them. And I'll often just, I'll, I'll turn to them and have them share their experience of their partner using our products. And those stories are just phenomenal because it's, it's, it's oftentimes something their partner, not as blind to, but just, you just don't see it in yourself whereas someone can describe it, you know, about you and hearing them talk about their partners being more present and being more, um, yeah, just more present with their family, with their friends, like not being distracted uh, to the stuff like that. That simple ability goes so far. And one of the things that I loved when I first started Quality, one of the things I noticed right away, immediately I got, you know, the focus, the drive. I, I just feel phenomenal. I can get everything done at work. But the, the game changer immediately, like day one, week one, was I get home from work six, seven o'clock and I'm not mentally exhausted. I'm not burnt out to where I just have to like sit on the couch and crash and just say like, you know, mm -hmm. just don't talk to me. Like I just need a mo, you know, you need that just time to relax and veg out. I just didn't need that. I got home. I still had tons of energy to where I could be emotionally and mentally and physically present with my son and my wife and could talk and just wasn't like just drained from everything. So just that simple benefit translated into massive changes, you know, in, in my family and just playing with my kids and playing with my wife. So yeah, this is huge. And as, as you talked about in the other podcast or just hinted at so much, and I would argue our entire, everything about our life is our relationships with one another. Like take everything you want to do and, and, and do if you're, if you're isolated by yourself, it means nothing. So it all has to be and is in concert with the people that are in your life and relationships with your life. And this is all really uh, coming home to me again, as we just mentioned, I just had a newborn child seven weeks old now and just seeing her and her entire life is obviously dependent on the relationship between her mother and her to get food and then for me to take care of her and like her entire life is these relationships and that just it starts to become separated as we grow old but it's really not um it doesn't change like our, our everything we do is about those people that we go through this life with and anything we can do to enhance and increase the communication of that stuff is going to go a massive way towards uh, how you feel, you know, 
thing. Yeah. So one of the things I love about all this amazing technology and something you hinted at was like, we can track our sleep now and we can track our calories and we can track how much we exercise. One of the things we still can't do yet, and I'm hoping this, you know, with more research and technology and tools comes out is uh, weigh and measure the impact of stress and the emotional tolls that we go through throughout our day and things like that. And we just, it's, it's one of those things that we know exists and we know we have stress, but we just we really can't quantify it. And we don't understand how, how a stressful day at work impacts how I go home and talk to my wife or, or treat her and treat the people in my life. And how, if that can, has that negative cascade, like how that just ripples through my life, through my relationships and through everything else. And then through my health, like we know stress, you know, is terrible for your health, but we, you can't say I'm at a, you know, stress level 9.2 today, therefore, blah, blah, blah. Like we just don't have those ways to measure that. So it's just, it's one of those things that I'm excited and hopeful for. And one of the cool ways that technology could help us out. But yeah, in, in my mind, in, in a lot of things we talk about, connection to one another is a massive, massive, if not everything about being human and, and how to reinforce that and, and help that along, whether it's through whatever technologies or through products and things like that. It has to be, again, it's all connected. It's part of the whole. So uh, coming back to that and, and or being the groundwork foundation of that and things you build on needs to be definitely a part of that. Yeah. I, I have no, actually, as you were talking that this is where, this is what I call a fizzballs. As you were talking, I was like, you've got Ken Wilbur on your, your website. And, and if you really want to talk about everything being connected, go yep. and have a read of his integral theory, you, you know, or integral. Um, uh, I'm integral not sure. Integral theory. Yes. Over in uh, the US, isn't it? It, it? For me, there's something about, yes, everything is connected and, so where, where I tend to sit and talk with clients, I say, look, I'm going to take you through the four pillars of health. I'm going to talk to you about your psychological health, but I'm going to talk to you about your emotional health. I'm going to talk to you about being a human. And um, as you were talking, I, um, it sparked off. I gave a talk to some therapists about the impact. It was actually the influence of social media and the, inf uh, the, the kind of impact for children. Um, and I said, well, there, actually, there is no self without the other. So I wasn't taking the Buddhist concept. I was going with attachment theory. There is no self unless there is another to reflect yourself, to mirror back who you actually are. Yep. So the, the influence of a and other person is how we make sense of who we are and how we're managing in the world. And I think um, one of my... Uh, kind of heroes Louis Cozzolino he talks about the social synapse which is why my podcast is called cyber synapse um, because I think that what we are doing with this technology at the moment is creating that facility to do exactly what you talked about um, so I think when was it about a month ago I got up on my, my aura ring I'd hit one of those you know in the 90s feeling really good was going to put it all over social media you know because everybody seems to put their 94s and 95s on and I thought but this isn't, this isn't quite right. I don't feel emotionally great this morning because I had a really um, evocative dream. And when I woke up, I was actually feeling quite sad. But yet my aura score said 90 something. And I thought that's where there's the mismatch at the moment. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm, I'm quite excited, particularly around um, the Neuralink stuff and the Mary Lou Jepsen and, and what they're looking at in terms of consciousness and how we can get into that. And, and I'm kind of geeking out now, so I'm going to slow down and come back to what we're talking about. That actually, I think technology is going to sit alongside um, neurobiology, physiology, and it's also going to sit alongside uh, cognitive-ish yeah. thinking. And I think the whole sphere is going to come together and we're just going to get better and better and better at yep. 
being human. Yep. Um, I think what that might do is drive this busyness. Yep. It will drive the, the phrase optimal performance 24 7 365. So there'll be no there'll be no downtime. Um so I'm I am I am a little bit kind of cautious about what we are doing with technology. Yeah, I think the key for it, I think for me and uh, how what I would preach is that the technology is going to get only going to get better and better and smaller and, and more integrated and everything, which is phenomenal. The key is that you have to own it and not let it own you. Like you have to, it's 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 now somehow outside of your life, but it really is in, in intertwined and interconnected to all the things in your life. So you need to own that as a a piece of you that you know we didn't have two hundred years ago, or, you know, to this degree at least. And really take that on as this is something you own, then you have to a understand it at some level to know how programs are designed. I really like um, I think it's Malcolm Gladwell. Um, no, uh, Rushkoff. I think is it's uh, uh, he encourages um, kids to learn programming just sort of the simple fact of like if you don't know how to program, you're being programmed. Kind um, of thing. So just just to understand some core levels and I'm not a computer programmer. I understand very basic levels of it, but I'm very much a technology guy. So just understanding design and intent with the technology use. So you can understand how it's using you in, in relationship to that. Cause it's definitely a relationship and then taking control of it. Cause I don't want to say all social media is bad, but if you find yourself being stuck on it eight, 10 hours a day and you know, have to flip on your phone every free the second you get because you just have to have that input and stimulus and you're dependent on that dopamine hit to see what your friends said or your likes like there might be some issues there you need to examine again this is all within your domain and control and and setting yourself up to where you have the discipline and the rule set that you create for yourself and for your family and relationships that works optimally and best for you and then to have the awareness and wherewithal to understand and to recognize when things aren't working and when things are out of whack and when you need to make some adjustments and stuff like that. And I, I definitely do this where I go through periods of, I won't be on social media at all. And then I'll you'll go on for a little bit and then I'll go off for a little bit. And I, I just have those things as well. So I, I would I've, say. I've just had a week off Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, just to see how, uh, again, it is one of those things that I do and I go, because Twitter can be quite toxic. Um, sure. But I see a lot of research on there. So I kind of just thought, do you know what? I'm going to try a week away from Twitter. I took all my notifications off. I went back on there today and, you know, I just said, you know, a week off Twitter. Have I missed it? No, not really. Have you missed yep. me? Probably not. Uh, it's, and that's, it's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's, it's a, and that's the simplest and easiest thing to do. And I would encourage everyone to do this to where, examine how you feel using these things because a lot of these things can just make you feel sad and depressed. And it's one of those things where we're, we're so busy and we're so fast that we don't even pause for the briefest of moments to stop and think and reflect and ask ourselves how we feel, but do that. And also take a day off, take a week off. Like it's not going to be the end of the world if you're off these things and like take some time away and then come back. And it's amazing how, what clarity that provides. Like you, you're off of whatever for a week and you come back and you're like, yeah, I didn't miss this at all. Like this was, there's just nonsense on here. I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, and I'm, I, I can stay off this for another two weeks. Like yeah. it's, it really is interesting. It's great to have a reset. And this is one of those principles that we uh, do with our products. And it's kind of one of those things that's connected to all life is just cycling. So with our, with our products, if you want to take them full time, you cycle them five days on two days off. And most people yeah. take weekends off for the products. They don't have to be consecutive, but we recommend cycling. We recommend cycling everything. Like you should cycle off caffeine for, days during the week and also like maybe a week off every quarter or so like you want to give your system a chance to rest and reset 
And this is phenomenal for most everything in your life. I'm now incorporating doing uh, fasting into my routine. So every quarter I do like a three-day fast just to kind of get my body like a nice reset. And then same thing for social media. I'll just stay off of it for a week or a month or stay off of this for a week or a month. Like give your system breaks from things so you can have that time to pause and reflect and give your system the chance to recover and then give your brain a chance to identify and examine how you're using these tools and, and, and are they working for you? Or are they not? What's the best way to, mm-hmm. to do that? Yep. I've just had a month off my PhD. So uh, whilst, uh, and I know I'm going to call it procrastinating, even though I know it's, pro- uh, it's not. Um, so, so I've actually talking of procrastinating. I have noticed when I take qualia, I do not procrastinate in the morning. I yep. just get on with stuff. Um, yeah. But the, the PhD, I've, I've kind of put it on the back burner because I know that it's beginning to read like spaghetti at the moment. So it's not making, it is making sense, but it isn't. So if I leave it, I'm aware that, you know, the latency period will kick in. I'll go back. I'll probably look at it and go, what the hell do I mean there? (laughs) What what was I thinking? But then there will be that clarity to kind of organize it, resort it out. And it it felt at first, it felt a little bit um, lazy. Like I was skiving. Um, like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be getting on with this. It's really important if I don't hurry up and get it done. And that was really interesting to take stock of what, what was happening the moment I stopped doing it. Yep. Now, I'm kind of going, yeah, I'll get back on it. I've got this to do. I've got some DNA training next week. Oh, it'll probably be February. Uh, you know, I can, I can send myself into a, a, a dizzy spin with the, uh, I'm never going to get back on it. But yep. there is something about, I tend to do it away from things all of the time. Um, yeah, because I've just found that when you're in the quagmire of everything and you're just go, 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 you end up like that hamster on the wheel, yep. never giving yourself time to have a look at the, I'm going to go the panoramic view. That's, that's the way I want to describe it actually is if you, if you're focused on just the one rose, so this is that phrase, isn't it? Stop and smell the roses. Well, actually try looking up, have a look around cause you'll find the whole that, garden. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's more about, um, kind of educating my clients to do that as well so I have to do it myself yep I can't can't sit with my client going de-stress you know go and have a bath do that if I'm not doing it myself yep yeah this is this is definitely an area in in my life that I'm guilty of 100% it's just uh, and it's it's a good and a bad thing. It's a bad thing that I push myself way too hard. The good thing is I'm just interested in a lot of stuff and I have a lot of projects and I want to take on a lot of things. And it's, I don't consider that hundred percent negative, but forcing myself or giving myself permission to slow down and take a day off and rest and things like that. Like I've had a very, very hard time doing that for decades and only until very recently had I been able to do the work mentally and emotionally and things like that, where I can now, uh, recognize the massive benefits in doing so and give myself the permission to take a day off and relax and, and, and all those different things that I would just push off before and keep just driving. Yeah. I, I do wonder, no, not so much wonder cause I am going to talk to somebody about this on the podcast. Actually, it's another biohacker. I, I do find actually that narrative tends to be much, much more um, prevalent in the masculine community in terms of that is the masculine dialogue. You've got for sure. You know, women get to take a little bit of a rest. You know. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. 100% agree. It's. It's very. Uh, yeah. It was very much was a part of my identity of who I am as a man, as a person. Just that person mm-hmm. that gets shit done and goes, 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 and 
uh, a big breakthrough for me that I had earlier last year was just um, also putting myself first, putting yourself first to, to have the emotional bandwidth and energy to then take on all that you want to do and for other people. And I was very much that person that would do everything for everyone else and my own needs and emotional stuff just came last and a very quick way to, to, to burn out and to, to continue on thing. But having that breakthrough to where I can schedule time on my calendar for myself each week to where I can do something fun for myself or rest and recoup then gives you so much more availability and energy and, and abundance for all the other people in my world and the things that I want to get done. So it's very much one of those things where lessons I'm learning of you need to slow down to speed up kind of, kind of thing. Yes. So I, I have a nice little metaphor that I say to clients is, uh, you know, to shoot an arrow, you have to pull it backwards. Mm -hmm. So if you go backwards, you slow down, you take a step by, by, by just doing that you're going to metaphorically go much much further in that in that kind of direction yes um, so i'm aware that we've kind of gone for about 45 ish minutes um what i did want to get in ben if it's all right is the the products what they actually are so you sure you've got, i mean we've talked about qualia so that's the only one that i've taken so i can't talk about eternus yet although i did take um i did take up one of the offers over christmas so hopefully it'll be here soon excellent um, yeah so we have we have two different product lines now. So we have our Qualia line, which is nootropics. And we have three, ver well, three and a half versions of products uh, product in, within that category. So we have Qualia Mind, which is our like, premier, has everything in it version. This is the one that we kind of started out with. We have a caffeine-free version of that. And we have a version called Qualia Focus, which has a few less ingredients. So it delivers the same immediate real-time effects. You get the focus, the drive, the lack of procrastination. That was one of the things I loved too, that I first started taking, it just wipes out my procrastination. I can just focus and get stuff done. Yeah. And then we have a brand new one, a liquid shot version of Qualia called Qualia Nootropic Energy, which just came out last late last year, which I'm loving. Um, I personally can't drink any energy drinks whatsoever like they uh, even the tiniest sip makes me hyper and jittery and i'm not sensitive to caffeine i don't drink caffeine at all i don't drink coffee i don't drink soda the only caffeine i get is from quality and i take a very very low dose um but i adore this new liquid shot program product it's just phenomenal i get none of the it just I get none of the hyper shaky jittery stuff because again it just it's my system doing the work we're not hijacking overriding it i feel amazing i love it for running and working out so it's very much like a uh not, it's not designed specifically for fitness thing but a lot of athletes and trainers and people that take their exercise seriously are now coming around to the realization of oh i took all these products and supplements for my muscles and my body for years but i've never taken anything for my mind and they're now realizing how much of their sport or their training or their program is mental. It's not just a physical thing. Like you yeah. can push yourself so much further. You can push your body so much further than you think you can, but your mind is often the thing that kind of wears down, runs out of that mental energy to push and kind of holds you back. So this is a liquid version of that quality thing. I just, and if you don't like taking a bunch of capsules, it's a phenomenal version of that. I, I love that product. Can't highly, highly, highly recommend it. Our Eternus line, we just have one product now in, within that thing. This is our anti-aging longevity uh, space. So the design of the product was to help increase cellular energy for all the trillions of cells in your body. So your body's made up of all these trillions of cells. Each of them has a job and a function to do. As you start aging, those cells just start to break down and get damaged and they just have less energy. So they're still working, they're still doing things, but you're, they're not doing 
all that they need to do or could do if they just had more energy. So um, helping support that mitochondria, providing more ATP, providing more NAD, all these type of things. So it's a very robust um, set of features that this is not just providing NAD externally into the body, which is again, one of those things that breaks down as we get older, we just have less NAD, but it's, it's the relationship between the NAD and the ATP in, in correlation with one another to how they function through the system. It's the, it's the mitochondrial support. It's all these things that give all of the cells of your body the energy that they need just so they can do the work that they're doing. So you're, again, it's your body that regulates and functions. It just needs the energy to do this. And we just don't always get that. So this is helping provide that. Yeah. So those are the products we have out right now. Um, I highly recommend everyone try them. We have a phenomenal money back guarantee. So if you try any of our products and you don't love it for any reason whatsoever, even if you don't read the instructions and use it wrong and just <laughs> don't like it, let us know. We want to refund your money because we want you to have a product that works for you. So if the product that you tried didn't work, let us know. We refund all your money back. You don't even have to send us back the bottle. We want you to have your money back because you hopefully you'll come back and try something else from us that may be uh, a better fit for you in the future. But we're also working on... Um, several sleep products. Um, we have several different products in the area of sleep. We're getting into anxiety. We're going to get into pain as well. And we have a hundred more um, in the future coming up that we're going to get into. So yeah, we have a lot of ideas, tons of formulations. Um, so very cool stuff coming up. Another uh, thing, if you if your audience is interested, if you're interested in beta testing our products, we have a free beta test platform that we just launched a couple of weeks ago, neurohacker.com slash beta. You can sign up to help us test there. Uh, we send out free products because we want uh, people's feedback to hear how they're doing as we're going along the later stages of development. So we're about to launch a new test this week um, for some new products. So we're always recruiting people for that as well. So that's a fun way to kind of try some of our early products before they hit the market. But yeah, yeah, I did look at the um, Eterna. So when, when I saw that it was... Um like the coming set, I went and read around it and I thought, actually, this is it for me. That seems an easier product to, to understand and take rather than trying to go off and buy, I don't know, some Quicksilver products and some NAD plus over here and go, because I don't know how much my body is going to need. Whereas it seems that the attorneys, sure. your body would go, okay, that's enough. The same as I had to with Qualia when I first started with that. Seven was too much. Then I dropped it down to four. I thought four's not quite enough. Do I do five? And you kind of do this kind of testing phase, don't you? Where yep. Absolutely. You almost find, oh, oh, okay, that's that's where I'm going to call my base rate. And if I really want to, so I've got a conference that I'm, um, actually, I've got two conferences I'm doing Friday and Saturday. So you can bet your bottom dollar, my days off this week are going to mean that Friday and Saturday are my days where I've got qualia, you know, front and centre so that I'm, I'm kind of bossing my um, speeches and so on. Um, and it's it's uh, that's what I've noticed actually is when when it comes to teaching people, I'm hardly having to look at my powerpoints anymore because I'm almost going. I know what I'm talking about, and it's, it seems to stay there. Mm-hmm. It's a really difficult, subjective, qualitative, phenomenological issue to try and say to somebody, "This is what this is what the experience is like." It really is a yeah. It's a it's a challenge to describe. I love um, one of the things I really love is hearing people's different people's takes on their experience of it. It's all generally the same, but hearing them talk about it from different using different words. So one of the things we found early on with Qualia is found a very natural home with musicians and artists like they just love it and so most people would describe it as it wipes out my procrastination the how i hear it how they describe it from different artists and musicians and producers things like that they would tell us it quiets their inner critic or it silences their inner critic which is like the exact same it's the exact same thing but hearing them describe it in, in their language and their words 
is phenomenal. So I always love talking to different people from different walks of life with different, you know, backgrounds and things like that and hearing their, how it impacts them and their world through, through their, their own words and their experiences. Yeah, I am going to give it a go when I'm on the deck. So um, I used to be a vinyl DJ and, and my son recently bought, well, not recently, a couple of years ago, bought the, the CD decks. And mm-hmm. one of the days I'm going to go and just see, you know, comparatively how, how I'm kind of in that zone. Because I've got I've got a few things I can compare it to in the early nineties, and I'll just see how I do on that. You there know, you go. There is, <laughs> Let us know. You know, I think people might know what I'm getting at there. But sure. in the nineties, definitely alcohol and um, kind of t- take whatever you needed to to al- uh, alter your consciousness. Yes, it, it's actually it's it's not the same as that, but it it kind of is. When I'm trying to explain to people, it's almost like when somebody tries to tell you what being drunk is like, or or having a trip, or you know being yeah. stoned is there, there's so much language that comes out but there's no there's no kind of um what do i want here i'm just thinking there's no substance to what they're talking about really sure yeah yeah there's, there's very yeah as i meant as i was talking about earlier there's very much a experiential learning ex- thing you have to go through to to really understand what is possible and what can be done with yeah it. Yeah, and, and I am just going to say it has really, really enhanced when I'm sitting with my clients. Because it's, it's almost like, not that I'm predicting what they're going to say, because that's part of my role anyway, but just being able to connect with them in a really, really um, a coherent way. So mm-hmm. I take notice what's going on in terms of my, my own body. So I kind of do what's called shuttle up, shuttle down. So you pay attention to what's going on in your thinking, you're paying attention to what's going on in your body, and then you're paying attention to what's going on in, intersubjectively between you. And it's really changed how I sit with my clients in terms of just being able to sit with the adults and go, okay, actually it would be helpful if I did this in this particular instance, whereas mm-hmm. before I would, been, I would have been stuck up in my head going, psychology says this, psychotherapy says this, TA says this, and it would have all been in the head. Yep. And, and clients need heart-to-heart connection. Absolutely. They really do. And I've, I mean, I did do that anyway, but there's, there's almost this, I've got to level up. It's, it's kind of enhanced it, so. Excellent. It's, it's, it's a product. I'm trying to explain it to people about what it is and how it works. And I've really struggled to give it the, to, to give it the, the lexical justice. Yeah. It's been, it, it's been so difficult. It's, it's a, it's a constant challenge for us as well, just to, to coherently describe the essence of it without going on to, again, going on and on too much. Cause it's, 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 it does these things, but also it's, it's like so much more. And, and our products are very, if you notice um, the ingredients in our products compared to everything else, like other nootropic products on the market have between like two and 10, two and 12 ingredients. Ours has like 28. And, you know, it, and that's why there's so many capsules, which is annoying, but we wanted to not limit ourselves into just what was possible. And, and, and again, really focusing on the design of how do we support the system and not, just hijack it, override it with just a few single high dose ingredients type of thing. But really, what are the pathways that are involved in this? How do they regulate? How do they self-regulate? What are those, what are those ingredients and how they um, come into the pathways and which part of the pathway is where are they hitting the receptors? Where are the cleanup? Where's, where's all these things happening and how do we support all those processes to synergistically work together with the ingredients that we have? So it, it does all the stuff and it's just remarkable um, how amazing and how comprehensive the product is. So it's, you feel alert, you feel amazing, you feel alive. Uh, one of the things we hear constantly is I just feel more like me. 
And it's kind of like more like me when you have like the stress kind of taken off you, like you feel like, oh, this is how I'm meant to felt type of thing. So you have all this, you're just not tired. You're just not, you're not dragging. You have this energy. Thoughts are quick to your head. Words are kind of quick to your tongues. And you're making these connections like those fizzbos that you said, you're just, you're all these, all of a sudden you're in that zone, you're in that flow and connections are just coming where you're putting pieces together from either stuff you've read before or stuff you've heard before and you're making yeah. these things in this, it's, it's, it's that whole creative space that, you know, the artists and musicians love about it and tell us. And, and, and then at the same time, you're more understanding and empathetic and caring for your, not only yourself, but, you know, the people in your life. And it's just, it has these massive transformational spirals mm-hmm. that just start to occur when all these things happen. It's, it's really, it's, it's phenomenal to, to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that to me is exactly what Dan Siegel talks about when he says a differentiated and integrated brain. That's, that's yeah. what creates the mind. And then, yeah, I think that, 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 would, that would be it summed up in a, a beautiful sentence. Um, Absolutely. I think the metaphor, so I, was, I, did, I did answer this to somebody on, on LinkedIn the other day. They, they asked something about the mind, body, um, brain. You know, what did I think about it? And I tend to use Dan Siegel's metaphor of the shore you cannot have the shore without the sea and the sand together. Same as you can't have a mind unless you've got the brain and body together. It's, it's, all, it's all there together. Yep. It's, that's, that's how it is. So for me, this has just made a, um, um, a fantastic end to this episode. Um, I could talk to you for hours um, because I was thinking, God, I'd love to be there for those conversations when somebody's going, what about this pathway? What about this pathway? What about if we upregulate this, change that? And yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff that excites me. But then I sure. have to translate that for my clients. So I have to take that kind of stuff and make it, yep. um, you know, ABC one, two, three. So nice. hopefully we haven't gone too in depth in terms of um, psycho babble and we haven't used, you know, too much jargon. So that should yep. be brilliant. We're good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Ben. Cause I know. Oh, thank you. This is a, this is this is super fun. I always love doing these. Oh, well, thank you very much. And um, I'll be in touch when everything's kind of recorded and so on, because it's your data just as well as it's mine. Perfect. So yeah, can, send that out. We'll help us help share the, spread the word. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. And, you know, enjoy, enjoy your daughter at the age that she is. <laughs> and enjoy your son because he is at the best age ever. Yes. He's, Six, he's, seven is brilliant. Yeah. He's phenomenal. He's brilliant as well. We're, we're, we're very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sl- I'm slightly ahead of you in terms of my children. They're in their twenties, so I've kind of okay. been. This. That's why I can say this from a distance. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we're just starting again, which is a whole fun, whole different fun challenge. We're yeah. re- re-remembering. We're like, did our son do this? It was just yeah. It's just it's always fun. Yeah, and I'd forgotten how tired tired could actually be. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leading up to this, I was like dreading. Just I had been sick for a little bit, like leading before we had the baby and just hadn't hadn't gotten good sleep and just was, you know, you just don't sleep for a couple of days for whatever reason. You just realize how how important it is and how drained or how, how poorly you operate with little or no sleep. And I'm, I'm very much in that camp. And I was just dreading. Um, I'm like, oh, this is going to be my life coming up and having a baby. Luckily, she's a phenomenal sleeper. So my wife is getting more of the brunt of it just because she has to get up and feed her um, in the night, but so far she's only seven weeks old and she's sleeping very, very well. So I'm definitely not getting as much as I was before, but she's doing great. Yeah, you'll be back. You'll be back on track soon enough. Yeah. (laughs) 
podcast was edited by Rory Kavanagh, an audio enthusiast and music producer.